3: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. My name is Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me this week are CJ Gibson. What's up? Zach Ryan. Uh, brat Brat. That's right. You're playing <laughs> the nice role of Brian <laughs> and Alana Pierce. Great. So Brian and Pear are out this week. But coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we've got a lot of things to talk about. First, we're going to give you our final sort of verdict uh, on the Nintendo Switch presentation, the events of last week. Then we're going to follow that up by telling you our impressions of actually playing Nintendo Switch. CJ and I uh, had hands on. Then after that, we've got a few other topics, including a Fire Emblem roundup. So stick around for that. Let's kick things off with our thoughts, our final thoughts. We've Mm -hmm. had some distance on the Nintendo Switch presentation and last week's switch Apocalypse. Wait, what did I call it Switch-opalypse. switch Apocalypse. Switch, yeah, switch Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. coming. snap. Coming. Um, what did you guys think?
1: I thought it was pretty concise. Uh, I think that they gave us a lot of information in a short amount of time and showed us a ton of games, almost an exhaustive amount. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like it was a very well-organized conference and I knew what I was getting for the most part. Yep. There were a lot of questions raised, though. As soon as I started talking about online infrastructure, I was like, okay, you're telling me that I have to pay for it, but you're not telling me what I have to pay for, which seems insane to give mm-hmm. us the negative and not the positive. So Yeah,
3: every detail about online was a negative or exactly. could be interpreted as a negative. Yeah. You were just there. Like, if you were the Nintendo fan trying to control your emotions, of like, when does this go awry? Yeah. You were starting to twitch at the beginning of the presentation. Yeah. If you just felt oh, I'm like, sorry. I'm misheard.
1: It was a, <laughs> it's a really odd way to sell that, yeah. but uh, I was most impressed by the uh, Joy-Cons. I really didn't expect those to be what they are. I didn't expect that tech to be as advanced as uh-huh. this. And, yep, yep. and
2: they made that really goofy
1: uh, Ice Cube thing.
2: We saw, we saw in the, the initial Switch reveal that you know we would be able to play wirelessly and stuff like that, yeah. but I didn't expect... The haptic feedback, exactly. or the infrared stuff that's there. Yeah. I thought it was like some some really cool cool tech. in, in, in those little joy cons mm-hmm. and it's yeah. legit. Like we
0: we yeah. held it, and it still doesn't make sense. So jealous, you see. You guys yeah. The, play the, it. the ice cubes falling in. You are like what? Like I when I first saw that, I was wondering what is this all about. But we yeah. actually feel it. There is yeah. like some games on one two Switch, right? Yeah, it's it's legit. That's awesome. Yeah, that's
3: I, I was I was overall happy with, and we talked a little bit about this last week. But just you know, there was a diverse lineup of games that they talked about. Um, I thought the third party bit could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Some of the translation there, uh, like when Suda got on stage, it sounds like he was just oh, yeah. a little script yeah. and it got really weird and I felt bad for the uh, for the interpreter there because you could almost f- feel the beads of sweat coming down his head through, yeah, through the translation. I, t-
2: I tweeted out during, during Suda's presentation, I was like, somebody get this guy a cup of coffee because here's <laughs> one of the most enigmatic and energetic men in all of gaming and mm-hmm. the interpreter's just like, well... Uh, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have a game yeah. uh, so there was out. a NeoGAF
1: thread about the Suda translator specifically that yes. basically I don't know if this was verified but it basically said that he went totally off script and also made jokes that don't translate well Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so he was like
3: I don't know what to say sure. yeah there was wrestling in jokes it sounds like where uh, basically <laughs> the, re- the American equivalent would have been can you smell what Suda's cooking which at that point I don't know that that would have worked out so yeah. well I mean in the okay. moment would you be the guy like yeah. trying to interpret going, <gasps> that's yeah. going to come into your head? Like, I, I, I felt for that guy. All right, but I do, I will say but that- The question for the table, me. what do you
2: guys think he was cooking, though?
3: No, no, no. no. But, the, <laughs> but the thing I would say is that there were, the thing that surprised me is that there were some dropped balls, some odd dropped information, not talking about storage during the entire presentation, yeah. like, yeah. to me. Like, well, I,
2: I mean, what I was think that, that that's, I think that that is obviously- Sort of a point of contention, mm-hmm. um, so for them to skirt that,
3: that but, didn't but really surprise the expandable me. Expandable part of it, like that's the positive side of that message. Uh, right? You say, I don't uh, know, thirty-two gigs, and you can buy your own little SD card up to any size today, to ter- whatever m- number of terabytes you got, and this thing can take it. And we learned that after the fact, but I think it would have been helpful there. But I agree with yeah. you. That's probably them skirting the issue. Yeah. But then what about like not rounding up, uh, or basically your launch day lineup? Like just saying, hey, so on March third, when Nintendo Switch comes right. out. This, that, this, other. Yeah,
2: and they only mentioned the price once, which was bizarre mm-hmm. to At me. the very to, beginning. To not recap that. Yeah. Well, and crazy. then they also did that sneaky thing where they said, Australian purchasers, make sure you check with your retail. Yeah, it's like $470 yeah, or something. Four, yeah. That
3: conversion hurts uh-huh. right now. Yeah, it's yeah, pricey. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, to Nintendo's credit, they got on social media the next day to clarify the stuff. They tweeted out yeah. information mm-hmm. to try and basically fix it, but I was really surprised to see that. I was also really surprised to see from the audience a lot. Of the um, there was mixed feedback over whether or not it should have been on stage. Like yeah. you can tell that Japan calls the shots. Uh, FYI, uh, Nintendo is run by a Japanese <laughs> parent company, just so you know. So obviously, <laughs> Japan is going to want to be involved in making a message and making a statement about the next big thing, yeah. which for them was Nintendo Switch. And to their credit, the hardware showed really well. I thought you know the opening was great. I thought the Kwaizumi bit was good. Yeah, but um, to then see the audience react and say, I would have preferred to direct. After years, I feel, of us saying, it would be nice for Nintendo to be on stage again. Yeah. Just felt really weird to me. Yeah. For their
2: for their return to the stage and return to this like sort of live format, not sort of, I mean, it was a live presentation. Um, I thought it was mostly jumbled. Like if you're asking for our overall impressions, like, mm-hmm. I I thought it was mostly a jumbled presentation. It was a very, very quirky sort of very Japanese presentation, um, that some things worked for me, <laughs> Some things work for me and some what things didn't, you think? didn't, but I will say that, and I was telling CJ this before we started, that regardless of the presentation in itself, uh, I immediately ordered uh, pre-ordered a pre-order to switch yeah. as soon as I could. And it's the first console that I've ever purchased or, or had a pre-order for day one. Yeah. So like, I'm obviously very excited about it. There was a lot of things in the, in the conference that got me really super stoked for it even though there were those lingering questions yeah. and even though there were some gaps that I felt like they should have.
1: I mean, the in. two of you can speak as producers as well. Like, you produce live shows, so obviously it's totally different what you see to what other people would see because the stuff that, like yeah I felt maybe dragged on for a little bit too long but mm. overall I was fed so much new information that I was entertained the entire yeah. time yeah. No Well, question, that's a, totally. that's the
2: thing that I also really liked about it was for as secretive as Nintendo has been in the months leading up to this event like you said at the outset of this conversation it was just a huge information dump mm-hmm. yeah. everything we could mm-hmm. have asked for well not everything but yeah. a, lot not. Stuff, a, lot <laughs> a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff that we that. we needed to know yes. came right when we needed yes. to yeah. and yeah. at yeah. the
0: very beginning and that was smart for them to do right off the top yeah. I mean they got the price out of the way they got a bunch of release dates but then you're wondering okay Okay, well is that it you're waiting for Zelda was you know obviously the end which was a nice climactic uh, went on too conclusion. long the but joke that went
3: way too yeah, long I know. was yeah, like who's gonna tell us them in the when beginning. Like, uh... yeah like I personally say wish,
2: I <laughs> personally wish that Aonuma had jumped out from at least three or four different objects <laughs> like I <laughs> liked him coming from behind the TV but I would have yeah. liked to have seen him like coming out of a cake yeah.
3: or like <laughs> jumping up behind a sofa
2: you know it's all even, like even, even the Great Fairy
3: Fountain why not yeah why not yeah there it is um, so yeah, nice. yeah, overall though, I, I agree with you guys uh, in that it was a sort of uh, a presentation that had its, its highs and its lows. And I overall though, I was still happy to see them do it, and I hope yeah. that folks, I hope they do it again. I yeah. want to see them do I, it yeah, more often. And I
2: mean, I mean, I love that.
3: Like, I love the idea that they have come back to this sort of format.
2: And and we got a direct the next week. Supposedly, we're going to see more directs leading up to the mm. Switch's release. Mm. And uh, let's have a mix of the two. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. for big things, like you know when we the next time we see Mario. Let's have a live event for it. Like, not necessarily
3: have a a Mario Odyssey Direct. Like, let's bring it out that way. Or even, how are you going to approach E3? Is my thing. Like, I I, for me, my advice to them would be. You know, ride this wave every don't let two weeks pass mm-hmm. without having something to say about mm-hmm. Twitch. A new bit of information, a new piece of knowledge. I feel like Pokemon really benefited from that mm-hmm. this summer, just the yeah. build up to yep. Pokemon Sun and Moon. But I, I just feel like it'll keep the conversation going. It'll keep stirring the pot. Eventually you have to talk about it online and hopefully you have good things to say too with that, because I felt like I didn't hear those things that night and that was a big bummer. Um, overall. Like that was the stuff that most people have been asking the most questions about mm-hmm. was that. And yeah. Just you didn't set and this virtual table console.
1: Uh, yeah. Not thinking yeah, that right. at all is crazy. But I also want to say that this conference, compared to some of the E3 conferences we get from Microsoft and Sony, at least they didn't play dubstep the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And you know they didn't no, have generic-looking shooters. Like they, yeah. they yeah, really have their own personality.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it showed. It absolutely showed. Uh So <laughs> then uh, let us uh switch over <laughs> to uh round two. How long two. do you
2: think we can get away with doing that? I, mean, I think every podcast a under time. the sun
3: is going to just now. Next topic. So this is the official gong. On Nintendo Voice Chat. I play, Hey, that solves like all of our yeah. transition problems. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's a clear yeah. signal. You just going to see me go. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> All right, but let, let's then switch to uh, talking about actually playing Nintendo Switch. So CJ mm-hmm. and I were in New York, and we got to go hands-on with this thing. Let, Ugh, let, you guys nita. ask the questions. Well, sorry, I'm mean, I here to <laughs> sorry, toss, You know my game, but I do want to tell you. Like, <laughs> I, I want. So you guys ask questions because CJ and I can talk about this all day. Look, uh, I guess m- my biggest thing is um, right out of the box.
2: How does it feel to hold it? Do you feel like it's gonna? There's going to be fatigue holding because like it's a substantial tablet. I, I feel like one of those things where you ever uh, played an iPhone game in bed. Or, or something or like you're looking at something If scrolling through scrolling through your Facebook feed or something in bed and your phone slips and you drop your phone on your face. Yes. Like how bad is it going to hurt if you drop a Switch tablet <laughs> on your face for one? Probably m- more than your phone. Right. For sure. So yeah. like I mean is it very heavy? Does it feel?
0: No I mean for the most part like it was tethered down in a lot of environments so we didn't get a chance to lift it up too right. often but for the one that we held backstage it was actually surprisingly light and the Joy-Cons as well It's crazy light. Almost right. to the point that they feel not too light but sure. it was almost when you looked at it the amount of weight that you were expecting me, are like. Whoa! Uh-huh. Like, it's it's really light. Yeah, well, I, also, you're just like a really strong beard, Yeah, I mean, look so. at me. I'm huge. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's one of those things where, yeah, you really don't realize how light they are. And so, from a fatigue standpoint, I don't think either mm. separately or with the tablet, it's going to be an issue. Like, yeah, it's, it's it definitely felt like really most good.
3: of the weight is in the center, what they call the home console part or mm-hmm. what we call the tablet part. Sure. Um, uh, and so, when you snap those Joy Cons on, it makes the most satisfying. It feels so. Now, that's now. awesome. I, I, every <laughs> demo station I sat down to <laughs> you know. notice, I was just like, click, click. Is click, that click. hard to do? No. No, it's very easy. Just Your your index finger just naturally wraps around the back and mm-hmm. you just grab it. I will say that grabbing the rest of the controller, maybe a little, depending on the size of your hands. Like yeah. I have very big hands, so it was adjusting my grip for that. Yep. But when you pick up the entire device in, I guess, handheld mode, portable mode, however you want to call it, um, the weight is mostly distributed to the center, but it feels even across the board. Mm-hmm. Joy-Con yeah. are the lightest part. When you slide those two things off, they, they almost disappear in your hands for the most part. Yeah. Like they just They hardly even feel like they're there. Mm-hmm. When you slide them into the grip, it's kind of like, it's, it's probably, I mean, this isn't the right dimensions, but it's probably as flat as this notebook I'm holding here. So for those listening and to the
1: audio version, Jose yeah. is uh, holding, holding
3: a notebooks. very small notebook. Yeah, a moleskin, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many inches this is, but uh, that is the sort of the portion that underneath you have these two hooks. Okay. And that controller looks uncomfortable, but it actually isn't. You're talking, the talking about the Joy-Con really grip? The, the grip itself. Yeah, that the, slides the one that looks in. like the, uh, the puppy dog?
2: It's yeah, like yeah. yeah. when you, when you Panel. Pu- uh-huh. puppy dog
3: mode, as they call it, um yeah we should um i own it man that thing yeah. looks like a dog uh, it's weird <laughs> cross-eyed a little bit but,
2: that, yeah. so that yeah that <laughs> was my there second that was yeah. my second question is that it the way that the the joy-con snap into that joy-con grip the the narrowness of it just looking at it, it looks like it would be really uncomfortable so yeah. mm. it's mm. nice to hear that it doesn't feel like and it's yeah. not
0: heavy and, it, and it's flush so it does look odd even when you're holding you're like Oh, and the way your fingers and hands rest on it, it you'd think that it feels odd from looking at it, but it's good. I was yeah, going to yeah, ask really about weird. that.
1: Uh, when I was in Vegas for CES, I spoke to you about this little Jose. I, yep. you know, we hadn't seen a switch in person yet, and I got to hold basically one of those crystal cases that would be an accessory. And I was trying so hard to analyze this piece of plastic to be like, how do I feel about this size? And I just felt like the biggest dork. But it did feel a little like my right thumb was slightly too low. Did you guys have that problem at all?
0: So I had that problem with the Joy-Cons Because each Joy-Con has a different side Mm -hmm. So when you're playing with it like this You're going to have a preference for a left Joy-Con or a right Joy-Con Depending Mm -hmm. on how it feels, because they both feel different So within the controller, it's not an issue, but separately... I, I think, think it's, so? Yeah. oh yeah because of the way the buttons are a positioned different. on the actual you're
2: talking about separately in terms of like one and one like when I you have yep. one
0: and you exactly yeah, okay. hmm. so I think there's going to be there's going to be camps there's going to be left camp well, and the right Joy-Con camp because it's very different I was
2: talking to uh, IGN's Andrew Goldfarb about this and yes. he was he was saying that he feels like player two will always be at an automatic distinct disadvantage yeah, because I, I, of the
3: positioning I, I, of, of that point. right yes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that too because it because it's so close to the face button yeah well Well, well, so first and foremost, like when the Joy-Con are attached to the the portable tablet itself, I did feel like with any new controller, it's like, okay, where does my thumb go this time? And I feel like because I'm used to Wii U or or even uh, Xbox uh, One Mm or PS4, I play them all. Um, it was just weird to reach down for the right analog stick mm. for mm-hmm. Zelda, and you'll yeah. notice we have a hands-on video where I, where it runs for like ten minutes. Every once in a while, I forget where it is. I'm like, oh wait, that's right, mm. it's down there. But I feel like that comes with any controller. Now, in terms of the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the Joy-Con and how they feel, if you're left or right Joy-Con, I purposely asked for the right Joy-Con on Clips, which okay. is a game that they demoed there. It's this two which two looks awesome, game. by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's my favorite game from the event, not called Zelda <laughs> <if> you're not. <laughs> Fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, it's this yeah. fun puzzle game where you're basically cutting shapes out of each other. You're both made of paper, okay. and you're trying to solve these different puzzles, and there's a variety of them. Some mm-hmm. of them are you have to fit within an outline. Others are you have to move objects across the board, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I purposely asked for the right Joy-Con just, just for the purpose try of out. trying it. Yep. It felt fine. Once mm-hmm. the wrist strap is, was on, the Joy-Con strap, I had no problem mm-hmm. and didn't feel any way like sort of a – I don't know, just any cumbersome sort of element to it despite the Joy-Con, the, the joystick itself being at the center of the controller. Now that said, the one thing I didn't get to do that CJ did was you got to play Mario Kart uh, bat, battle mode or just a race uh, the whole thing, using yeah. uh, a, a, a smaller Joy-Con. Yeah. How did you feel and did it have a wrist strap or did it not have a strap? So I tried to purposely play it with both
0: and mm-hmm. it definitely feels way better with a wrist strap because what happens with when you look at the buttons on the joystick, and we actually have a really good walkthrough where Jose gets a nice good close-up of it, the buttons are almost Inset because when it slides into the dot, yeah, yeah, it can't like right, hit it, and right. so trying to actually find them in that position where you're playing is super awkward because they're they're recessed, mm-hmm. so you have to have your fingers really flush to the joy con, and I didn't like it, yeah. um, but with
2: the yeah with the wrist strap, way better. So yeah, wait, yeah. explain to me how having the wrist strap
3: on changes the way you're holding the controller. So it adds a certain amount of thickness basically to the vertical part of the controller. So imagine where the top horizon, okay. like that line mm-hmm. is. That now moves up a couple okay. centimeters, and then right. the buttons themselves actually are further yeah, they, pro- pro- like protruded they out. They protrude out. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I feel like the Joy-Con strap was the answer to, man, these controllers are too small. What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, so you think that they, they essentially retconned and said that we need to add this... Peripheral basically to. I mean, I think so. I yeah. think it's the reason why it comes with every switch, to be honest. I yeah. mean, I think yeah. it is very much that yeah. if you had to play without it, I mean, you can, but it but is way more comfortable saying? with it's, it. It's Even awkward. when you're holding that? them vertically <laughs> um, and you have the strap on, you notice that it just has an extra layer of thickness that just okay. feels much better in your hands. That said, some games use that, like the ones that we played, like holding vertically. That yeah. milking game, in yeah. one two switch. <laughs> oh my god! It was just really weird because <laughs> the buttons that they're asking you to push down, you're using your index finger and then you're using your ring finger, which is very unnatural. Yeah. Um, I, that was what they recommended, and so I tried it that way, and yeah. it felt really strange because you're like one two, one two. How's that again? How's that? that would be together. because
1: that's the way that you actually milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was.
3: It was really, really. It, weird. it was the strange. strangest <laughs> demo I have ever had in it my looks career. Very odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, back to the point
1: of left and right we know yeah. that you can buy extra controls how much is that 80 dollars for oh yeah we're going yeah. i just wanted to ask you do we know if you can buy them separately
3: yes you can okay. so they're 49.99 okay. uh if you're getting an individual they are 79.99 this is u.s pricing by the way apologies to our friends in europe and australia and all over the world um we, uh, we are nintendo the world. voice wow. chat is recorded yeah, in america basically. and so we go by america pricing mm-hmm. uh, it's it's crazy to me that anybody would just buy
2: a left or a right control, like a left or right Joy-Con when, for $30 more, you get them both.
3: Well, well I'm kind of thinking I, for kids, honestly. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's parents. Yeah. I, you know, Junior lost the left Joy-Con again, time to go to the store. Like Junior's fast. always doing that. Yeah, yeah. the kid yeah. needs to and, get it And it was really weird, because when
0: we looked at the Joy-Cons, did you end up getting the, uh, you pre-ordered, did you get yeah. just the gray? Or I did colored? get the gray. Yeah,
2: because I felt like it came in waves. The first wave of pre-orders was uh, standard, and then the yeah. second wave was the neon one. And I, I probably honestly would would have ordered the neon one had it been available so i
0: got the standard gray and after seeing it at the event, I wish I would have got the colored ones because it's, it looks cool. It oh, looks yeah. cool, yeah. but it didn't translate. I feel like live as well as it does when you're there, actually seeing it in yeah. person. It looks really good. Yeah, we um, had
1: questions that were like, "Is it going to look just like unorganized, and messy?" But then seeing more photos of it, I'm like, "Damn, this
3: yeah, is yeah like, it looks good. Contrast
1: is good. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's <laughs> very nice.
3: easy to tell what side <laughs> you're playing and like that, once you switch. Like that was that the thing I, I appreciated yeah. the most. It wasn't like, "Oh wait, which who's who?" It's totally. like, "No, blue's over there, and red's, red's over there. Go." Um, And do you see that on screen
2: as well? Are they represented in blue and reds first and second
3: player? I believe they're represented somehow. I just can't Uh remember off the top of my Mm. head if that's it. But to me, it was just once you get into the rhythm of playing that game, you know, what side is that side versus like, uh, whether they represent it or not. That's a, that's a good point and a good Mm. question. So, uh,
2: the other configuration that I wanted to talk about is uh, like one of the things that I this is I know this is going to sound like a silly question, but like one of the things that I really loved about uh, the Wii mm-hmm. was when you're controlling with with either side the nunchuck and the the Wii remote, um, the ability to like not necessarily playing a game with mo- really heavy motion controls mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. just sort of sitting comfortably or casually and not holding a controller here like this. Oh, yeah, like, sure. would you ever play a Switch game docked? With the controllers separated in your hand, or would you always plug them into the Joy-Con? Would you? Do you feel like you would hold those those two just Definitely. independently of any sort of uh, grip?
0: I'll let you go first so I think yes because to me the issue with the current setup or with Wii or Wii we use however you want to say it the nunchuck the cable was the issue yes, to yeah. me like I, I was frustrated by the cable so being able to well because CJ plays all his games that's like right. this <laughs> like hang out you know, but, but that's being a able
1: really to- good point because I sit with those two like really lazily next to me yeah. and if there wasn't a cable I would I also
2: am very way. lazy <laughs> and would like to sit like you that will well. like the Joy-Con yeah. okay
1: uh, but yeah I, th- I think
0: that's the main thing like it does feel comfortable they do feel you know like unique in your hand but um, to me the, the cable free thing is the biggest piece yeah. of the puzzle. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Uh,
3: I've got to experiment a little more um, and I say that because my hands are so big um, and I wonder if without the wrist strap that would be uncomfortable, like just having I mean, a controller that maybe is is sort of too small. Too small because, like yeah. for example, I want to play Zelda that way yeah. uh, when it comes in. Just, you know, d- go full KwaZumi like on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Jose's going to mount, I was just gonna mount his right. TV on the ceiling. And just yeah. Like, yeah. just, just lean back. Just, just let it happen. <laughs> uh, to get
3: away from the joy
1: con Really quickly I was going to ask Did you guys get to mess With multi-touch um,
0: That actually he... That's another interesting reason That was yeah. one of the other things We didn't know If it was going to be In the press conference And we're like Why not Like yeah. you're talking On the tablet i meant to bring that up yeah. yeah Why wasn't it mentioned At all mm-hmm. during the conference We were like Hey Not a oh, single diagram It's and touch
3: yeah. like shows a finger on that thing and I'm like yeah. what was that about? But um, you guys in we did on touch the tablet itself, you did. Yeah, buy- we it. did. So <laughs> in Skylanders Imaginators I did um overall the responsiveness was fine but sometimes it was weird. That's a weird game to have touch. Well, for the for the menus. So Just if you're menus, yeah, right. if you're cycling through menus, that was the one. There was not a game that I saw there that I can think of off the top of my head where uh, oh, actually I did tap the screen in Mario Kart Deluxe to make a selection. I believe gotcha. So
1: it's mostly for UI stuff
3: that's the thing and I don't yeah. think they had a game to show which is why not a single finger came near that, that makes screen. Sense. Well yeah. I can't imagine
2: they would integrate it much further than that because if you're plugging it into your TV, if you're plugging it into the dock, you're taking all that interface away anyway. So yeah. it's like sure, I guess it I, doesn't make sense to, to spend that money to build those those resources into something touchscreen like I'm that. I'm just thinking
1: yeah. about it in terms of like uh, iPhone and iPad games. Yeah, they, You can both get third party accessories that give you a controller for those yeah, right. or touch. You uh-huh. know like yeah. GTA is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. So there's options for it and I was just wondering if they would use those, but it's a good point that I, I don't think I would use it even if I had the option when the console automatically comes with controllers anyway.
3: But yeah. we've been talking about this for the past year on MVC where it's like, what do you do with games like Animal Crossing or Mario, mm-hmm. Mario that mm-hmm. Very much, the current iterations of those games are quite dependent. good and yeah. dependent yeah. Uh-huh. on stylus or on I mean, just Mario touch Maker especially like yeah, can't, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't is. think it would be as elegant or as or as easy to use. Yeah, mm-hmm. that.
0: So not, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Not to mention too. I mean, with kids, I have a few kids. They're they're quite old. As How many you kids you see, have, yeah, these? as you can see, I have three right now. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm an old, for all those you listening, Partly I'm a super old three. guy. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, I will say that the current generation of kids just naturally touches the screen so to not have that as a touch screen i think would have been you know a misstep misstep. Mm -hmm. but again i feel like they were stepping away from the wii u a little bit not showcasing that going hey totally different Uh, yeah that's a good point you know because wii u is very focused on touch
3: so uh, i've got a question from uh one of our listeners who emailed this into nvc at ign.com and he says uh First of all, thank you. You uh, loved IGN's Nintendo coverage. After the Ice Cube demo and 1 2 Switch, <laughs> I feel like a lot of folks are writing HD Rumble off as a gimmick, but I'd like to hear more. I'm especially interested to hear how it worked in more core centric games. So that's a great question, uh, Zach, and it's not this Zach, but another but Zach. But I do who see you spell in. your name with a CH, which is the yeah, right way. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach's very happy about that. Um, I will say that none of the core games we played, to my knowledge, and it was never pointed out, were really using the HD Rumble. The only game that cj and i played was once you switch, switch and it had a. so i've heard of two games that do this but we only played one of them uh there's a game called ball count and basically there is a two boxes shown on screen and the controller is supposed to hold in your hand sort of horizontally like this and you're basically tilting it back and forth to try and count how many spheres are inside of that box mm. um and so it's just it's interesting because that sounds so silly and yet when we used it, like you Dude, honestly feel something weird. is sliding around wow, in there. That's super. And the way that. it sort of goes across your hand, just hits to a stop. By like, your tongue, Zach. It, it's interesting. I'm I'm trying real hard <laughs> to navigate this conversation <laughs> in a PG-13 <laughs> exactly. way, Exactly. Do not mess this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> count <laughs> three,
2: you win. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: great. Save I know. Me.
2: Yeah. Save exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> I will say this. I, I was super skeptical with that. You know, Rumble HD. What is it? Is it Rumble HD? No, they just or call it HD. HD Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when the when the ice cubes are going in, first of all, like what was happening? That was the main question during that demo. It's like, uh, what are they showcasing? It's so hard to demo. It was hard to actually demonstrate what they were talking about. What's the name of the game? Yeah, let's call it marbles in a box. Sure. Um, There you go. Ball count. Okay. It's fine. Sounds good. Just watch where you take. I'm just gonna say marbles. (laughs) So, (laughs) and I watched a few people do it before I actually jumped in with Jose. And it, it is odd because a, you're skeptical going in by your tongue, Zach, you're skeptical of going in. And as you do it, you, you know, I looked away from the screen because I didn't
1: want, I how I'm the youngest person here and I'm like know, very interested in this I'm tech. Fine. I'm like, no, I'm fine not? too. Yeah. I'm but fine. it is
0: crazy because as you are doing it, you're, you can feel the motion, you know how you're trying. To- <laughs> oh my goodness. All I'm going to say is this. As you do it with an iPad, you have an iPad in your hand, and you can see something visual... It's amazing as you look away from the screen, <laughs> there's no way to say that you, you feel Marbles in a box. I mean, you guys are terrible. There's oh no, no good way to say this. So uh, Long story short, I, I, yeah, it, it works, okay? okay. And, and I guessed two marbles, and that was Actually, accurate. Have, yeah. And the other person I watched guessed
3: four marbles, yeah. and she got it. And that was so hey, there. hey, it was the other person well. was me, and I said three. And you, you said right. three. You said two. No. Yeah. Um, but the other game I heard about, uh, <laughs> there's one that you're breaking into a safe, mm-hmm. and uh, you oh, hold the controller Mm -hmm. and you're basically tilting and you're, you're feeling feeling one that is distinctly different than the rest. That's another example of the AC rumble thing that we heard about. I mean, I
1: mentioned it before, but no part of me thought that this was gimmicky when it was on screen. I was like, this is really impressive tech for something so small. I felt like
3: the emphasis on it took away from the fact that for the first time, a Nintendo device has a capable capacitive multi-touch screen. And for the first time, Nintendo, the company that helped make touch gaming, a thing that was popular, mm-hmm. right? Before smartphones came along, to see them just like go, whoop, nope, Joy-Cons are more important, really struck me as that awesome.
1: That is true, but yeah. I guess the Joy-Cons are impressive and they're trying to sell them. So yep, it's, yep. you know, yeah. they do they do a
2: lot of strange Well, things. not only that, but I think it is, it is somewhat attributed to the fact that there is such impressive tech in these little tiny boxes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, totally. I think that, that touchscreen is, is, or multi-touch is something that we are all so familiar with that they would probably rather highlight the haptic feedback. Yeah, and I also ones, wanted to you know? mention,
1: you know, the Xbox One controller has trigger feedback. Yes. It doesn't work for that <clears> many games, <throat> yep. but the ones it does, like Forza Horizon 3, I love it. Right, right, It's so noticeable when you're playing a racing game to get that feedback, and I think it, maybe it would be really hard to express if you hadn't already tried it. It looks weird with the Ice demo. Like, I can't really imagine and what it's yeah. like, even from you guys talking about your dumb yeah. model. <laughs> but well, the ice
3: demo specifically, uh, I feel like as as true as probably to what the demo was meant to sort of convey. Yeah. When he's talking about you feel liquid filling the glass, well, I mean, does the controller get heavier? Like, what are you saying there? Uh-huh. So I felt like yeah. that's where it went awry. Yeah. I felt like when he was talking about just three different objects moving around inside of a glass, three ice cubes, that's a different expectation, and you kind of understand that a little better. Just just a general note um, that I thought about later, where I was like, why did that seem weird? And <laughs> Stuck mm-hmm. out to me. Yeah, it's all right. Very interesting. So. Switching on, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the launch day recap. So Nintendo has sort of painted the picture. Finally, what's going to be available at launch, and we're going to share our thoughts on this because this is a different strategy for the company. Uh, so there are five games on launch day, March third, which is very unusual. Not that for, many uh, games. For, Yeah, for for any platform that launches. So we have Zelda: Breath of the Wild, One Two Switch, Super Bomberman R, Skylanders Imaginators, and Just Dance 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, also in March, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six games and one sort of them is shovel them night around. one of them is shovel Knight. one of them is fast remix which is fast racing neo but on switch i am set to snipper clips which is again the best game on <laughs> switch that was not named zelda at that event i <laughs> swear to you um binding binding of eyes of afterbirth plus, plus. Yeah. sorry about that <laughs> and has been heroes okay for comparison, Wii, when it launched in November 14, 2006, launched with 21 games. Wii U launched with 32 games. 32 that was games, 12. Wow. Yep. And 3DS, another no point of comparison, which launched in March 2011, 18. launched with 18 games. Mm. But I just want to point out the first party lineup then, because it was not good. It was Nintendogs, Pilot Wings, and I believe Steel, Steel Diver. Steel Diver, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this. I mean, how do we feel about this this launch lineup? And what what are you motivated? What do so, you think this is a symptom of?
2: Regardless of however many games it launches with, the most important thing here is that it launches with Zelda. Yes, uh, I think I think that that's that's the reason I pre-ordered. That's the reason that probably CJ pre-ordered. Yep. I mean, a we've been waiting for Breath of the Wild for so long, and it's finally here. And B the fact that it launches like that's at least a solid month or more of something that I want to play every day. Probably, you know. So that for me is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And then by the by the time I'm I'm through with Zelda. There's a few other games that are going to be out, in, you know, maybe later in March that I can pick up. Snipper Clips, yep, Shovel Knight, you know, yep. things like that. Uh,
1: to so. offer a totally different perspective, I did not pre-order. I feel like I'm one of the only people in the. Office. I didn't either,
3: actually. Oh, you didn't? No, I, know. Know. I have not. I'm not yeah.
1: going to get one on launch. Uh, I'm going to play Zelda on Wii U, and this is in part, you know, I don't. I am a ton of money. I don't have several hundred dollars to just spend on a new console. Maybe I would.
3: Preach. <laughs> Keep going. Maybe
1: I would if there were a 32 game lineup and that is totally a factor but Zelda being on Wii U means that that's not a thing for me but I
2: feel like uh, Mario probably will be.
3: Yeah, for me for me the same it's also Xbox just one and PS4.
1: I wouldn't
2: have bought those on launch either. Like, and that's a, a yeah. that's a sentiment that I've heard a lot around the yeah. Switch's launch uh, that if Zelda is coming to Wii U save the 300 bucks play it on wii u and then wait until there's more titles later in the year and part of
1: me wants to wait for a price drop but i mean the wii u didn't really have a price drop but then it's i don't feel right comparing it to wii u because 3ds has had a price drop most recently you could get a new 3ds for 99 dollars. that's insane Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if we do eventually get a a price drop for a more handheld device
3: yeah i mean i'm not the uh, i'm not maybe the best test scenario for, well, why didn't you preorder? I mean, I work in this. Like sure, I feel sure. like I'm going to have yeah, one in the office. Playing job, it. Yeah. yeah I, I felt like I don't have to have this yet, but I will buy it eventually. Um, but I did feel like, man, you know, this, this launch lineup's a little thin. What I do appreciate about it and what I do like about it is that there is variety to it. 1-2-Switch is obviously the casual play. Super Bomberman Mayan is the classic play. Yeah. Skylanders Imaginators is the kid play. Just Dance is the Just Dance play. And it's believe it or naughty, not, yeah, yeah that, that game is very successful with certain audiences. And so I felt like overall, you, you got that part of it right, but you are setting up this situation where folks are examining it. And there's this level of over-examination on Switch software in general. And Nintendo software in general that I've never seen before given that March has several games sort of yeah. that can show up at any time granted Clips is the one I like the most I Am Setsuna came out last year Fast Racing Showed up so late in the Wii U's lifespan that hopefully the audience that should have played that game is going to we'll be there to up, play yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. But then you have things like Shovel Knight, which are classic quality games, but they're available on so many platforms. already right. yeah.
1: yeah. So I also uh, I'm not sure if everyone else feels the same way, but I don't really care if the Switch doesn't have a ton of third party support. Personally, mm. uh, I look at it as especially if we get all the virtual console support that we're hoping that we'll get, which I'm. Again, hoping will come with the paid online service. Uh, If it acts as a portable device that is like a portal into the last 20 years of my life playing games... I'm well, sold, and like, I
3: think that's the part of the thing that we're not talking about too. Like we don't know on March 3rd how many are virtual console games, exactly. how many things show up from just different so frustrating different games. Yeah, and that could add to this list, even if they are games you're already old. But I agree with yeah. you, right? This is the portable device that represents a major part of your gaming history mm-hmm. for some of us that grew up with Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to paint this picture a little further, they have outlined that April 28th, you're getting Mario Kart 8. Arms is in spring. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris is in spring. If you're into that, Rime, The Sky of Five Complete, Splatoon is this summer. Splatoon Tune Two, I cannot oh, wait to yeah. play that game. Played yeah. it briefly, really enjoyed uh, what I played, and then you have other stuff sort of in the air like Ultra Street Fighter, uh, mm-hmm. which is also a very conscious play for that legacy era Street Fighter Two, one of the biggest arcade games of its time. Yeah, so I feel like the varieties here. I'm just kind of sick of the over analysis. There's, over-analysis there's a it. little something for everybody. Yeah, so. um, and I, I just worry that like. Hey guys, like you can't land base this system for not having uh, a FIFA or a major sports game at launch because guess what? Those come out in the fall, and right. if you launch with that in March, most of those games aren't even announced in March. That's true, NBA Two K being that example, FIFA eighteen. Also, it was weird they didn't put a number on FIFA. Mm-hmm. They should have just said eighteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I don't know who that fell on. Um, and then you're going to have more more games over the course of the year, but I don't think. I think the software situation on Switch is being a little, like, talked about to the point of exasperation yeah. here. Um, and I, at the same time, I'm not saying that they're completely in the clear. I think E3 needs to now paint the picture that the next Call of Duty and certain major brands are going to be on Switch. For example, if Nintendo misses the next major Star Wars game, To me, that's a miss. Mm -hmm. I think that Star Wars is a brand that this holiday, everyone is going to be talking about it because guess what what comes out?
1: From from a business perspective, you're absolutely right. From a personal perspective, I just want GameCube games. I yeah. just want the game. <laughs> like, that's all I really yeah. want. Like, just give me a virtual console. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. it.
3: Yeah, yeah. no, I, you, that's You fair. are
1: right. And, yeah. like, having a Call of Duty, even if it's, like, you know, a different version, like on the DS, is hugely valuable because it's a name that everyone knows. And if they know they can get it on a Switch as well, that's it, definitely helps with business. But yeah. I'm not going to buy it there.
0: Yeah the, l- yeah, the longevity of the console. Like, it needs Absolutely. to have a third party for that reason. But one, two, switch is another piece of that puzzle. I think it's weird that it's not, I mean, that's a conversation that may be different topic, but to actually not include that into the actual bundle at that price. To me that was a big That's piece a of the puzzle to too, yeah. because it's, true. Um, it's what they're selling. They like, the Joy Cons are that game. I mean it is it so. is we sports to
3: version. Exactly. Yeah. And you it's know. also
1: you know, that's... for the Switch, yeah.
3: yeah. Wii Sports meets Wario. Yeah. To an yeah. I wish that had just called it WarioWare. I wish that they had just rebranded
1: A big part of the Wii success <laughs> is obviously that um, people who aren't necessarily huge gamers <laughs> bought into it because the system really appealed to them, even for Wii Sports. And I think 1-2-Switch is the thing I can sell to my mom as someone yes. who plays iPad games all the time. That's the thing that she would buy and play with her friends who don't necessarily play any other video games. So it does seem bizarre to to not really, really push that as the must-have game. Yeah, yeah.
3: especially when you've had so much success with uh, pack-in titles in the past, yeah. Yeah. sports being the one that no one will forget. Isn't
1: it the highest-selling um, game of all time?
3: One of them, yeah. Sure it uh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah, in the top yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then you have Nintendo's legacy of like Mario 64, and right. yeah. you've had so many yeah. others that you're just like, yep, these these were... Uh, valuable and important and they help set sort of the tone for what this console yeah. is and uh, yeah I, I, I just I don't know I'm just tired of seeing the who is this platform for because my interpretation so far is it sits in between the tablet audience and the console audience mm-hmm. and the tablet kids who want to come up and play something that either is Nintendo mm-hmm. or is sort of the incl- I feel like Nintendo is very good at being inclusive with their games sure. yeah. like you cannot play games and pick up some Nintendo titles and be like yeah. holy cow this is a great experience and then then you've got the other side of the coin, which is the pro kids, the everyone who's on their higher-end platforms, whether it's PC, PlayStation, or Xbox, who like Nintendo franchises and right. are willing to come down to play it. But I don't see it as the only device you should own.
1: No, totally. Yeah,
3: and I don't think it's being positioned that way either. No, yeah.
1: and I mean, it could just be them being incredibly future-proof where, you know... Um Xbox and PlayStation don't have a device to compete with, as you were saying, CJ. How much kids love touchscreens, mm-hmm. and maybe this is them just thinking ahead and being like, the next generation of kids want this to game on. Let's fulfill right. that. And yeah. um, we're not thinking about it that way because it, to me, is always going to be the thing that I take on planes or the thing that I play so, outside
2: of a TV. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I think it's really interesting. I've had several conversations just around the office, uh, and the disparity in the way that people will be using the Switch mm-hmm. is pretty wide. Yeah, you know, like personally, I don't think that I will use the Switch in its portable version, much outside of like a long plane ride or something Mm -hmm. like that like taking you know like taking it on a work trip or something if I'm in San Francisco if I'm at home that's going to be a home console for me Mm -hmm. but talking to somebody like Goldfarb he's like I will only use this as a portable device like I'm only I only ever want to play this as a as a handheld device
0: you know so and and that was a question that we asked people at each of the different venues from New York to Japan to whatever and Mm -hmm. overwhelming reception was that people are planning to use this for a portable device so it's Weird. really like oh yeah. yeah a lot of people i see i would they, have imagined that it would be a lot, more, a, lot like a lot of replies for yeah. me like personally when i was talking to them like oh yeah you know i'm all about going on the go and i want to make sure if i'm at playing it at home i can take it with me yeah all mm-hmm. that stuff so you know in I'm, fact I, everyone, everyone who,
3: in that video everyone who we asked who this is going to be part of a video that'll show up on ign uh in japan talked about splatoon like mm. every single oh, one really? they were like splatoon yeah, 2 japan splatoon loves Wow. Crazy. Like, it is just on fire over there. And uh, I think that's really cool for them overall. And uh, we got to play it and it did feel really good. Um, But you got to play
2: Splatoon 2? Yeah, I
3: did. Oh, right on. I didn't know that. And uh, and there were. this is another weird case where I was like I kind of wish this would have demoed a little better because it wasn't that it was a bad demo um, I do like that, so they had four uh, weapons you can choose from, there mm-hmm. was uh, a, a basic, like the charge shot and how that's changed, now you can like hold a charge and then like swim away and come up and fire on someone yeah. you don't have to like charge up in the moment <laughs> they had the splat roller which has had some tweaks so now it's not this overwhelming like shotgun <laughs> blast that yeah. just like when people would jump up and just fire yeah. like a beam, like pew, and you just see a volley of paint and you yeah. were done, now whenever someone jumps with that that uh, they turn the, squ- the the character turns the uh, roller vertical and they just fire a straight straight line, line. Oh, cool. instead. Cool. Yeah. there were a lot of smart tweaks to splat dulies, which was like these do to uh, like do like almost machine gun like weapons that you can basically now you have a roll move that you can like roll out of the way on someone and if you aim and position perfectly when you come up you fire a stronger blast so you oh, can that's awesome quicker yeah I got to play it on the pro controller which by the way feels really good yeah, on the it system does. it has a motion sensor in it now nice and, and In an odd twist, uh, Splatoon on Wii U, I swear you were not allowed to use the direction on the camera to turn uh, on the right stick. And maybe I'm misremembering. You can use everything on this controller. Mm-hmm. You, you can use the the motion to turn or you can use the stick to, the turn. Stick to turn. Everything was switched on. I'm sure there are ways to uh, sort of customize that experience. But I think the thing that hurt that demo and the reason I'm seeing a lot of people saying this doesn't feel like an upgrade is that you had them play Turf Wars, which is – Turf Wars is a mode that was in the last game. And that's the equivalent of telling you, oh, just play Deathmatch at this, sure. this Halo 6 demo yeah yeah it's not something new and exciting and maybe they were scared of teaching people the rules again right for Splatoon but I feel like that was part of the reason why you didn't see everything about what is why is this a sequel and I also think part of the expectation folks had coming in was this is a port Mm. and it's not like I I completely thought it was smart smart. until until yeah it didn't look
1: dramatically different graphics wide yeah which I don't care about Zelda
3: doesn't either but I think with Zelda no one seems to care
1: Yeah, well, I felt like Zelda did look more different than Splatoon, Mm. but uh, I don't think that's a problem, but I do think it raised a lot of questions. Immediately, I was like, oh, Splatoon port, like, for sure.
3: Totally, totally. (laughs) Totally. And uh, last thing on this topic before we move on is that I think the other bar- barrier for them uh, in terms of kind of getting this audience, though, is this expensive ecosystem that folks are going yeah. to be swimming into. So I brought some examples here uh, just to kind of set the table. Um, we're not going to read every price, but I just want to set these examples up for you guys. And reminder, these are all U.S. prices. Uh, this is not uh, t- taking into account international. Sorry, Australia. You pay a lot <laughs> for, uh, for stuff, uh, yeah. for video game stuff. So a pro controller is 70 bucks. Sixty nine ninety nine. dollars uh, Joy-Con charging grip is 29 Now, fun fact, the charging grip, uh, excuse me, the Joy-Con grip that comes in your Nintendo Switch set does not charge your Joy-Con. The only way to do that is to buy a $30 accessory <laughs> yeah, that, that, will that will allow you man. to charge. Yeah. There is no USB at the top of That's that rough. device. Yeah. It's rough. Um, they will charge if you leave them in the dock though when you're not playing okay. that's uh, of course in a 20 hours they said thinking about. the battery life so it's good here's what I see as an essential okay. set yeah. of, uh, of uh, yeah, they, yeah Joy-Con that's, have 20 hours that's impressive ab- yeah, about that's awesome. 20 I 20 that. Yeah, charge yeah. each yeah which is really cool um, uh, here's essential accessories that I'm just like man this is going to cost a lot if you want a pair of Joy-Con so, so you can have four players in the house and an extra switch stock so you can go to any TV in the house. That's a $90 and an $80 purchase. You're paying one hundred and sixty nine ninety eight mm. for the ability to have four people play at home and be able to switch TVs if you had to. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Uh Joy-Con, pair of Joy-Con, uh let's say you want an extra Switch dock, a pair of Joy-Con and a Joy-Con charging grip, which again, this I feel falls into the essential carry category because you might want uh your p- your extra pair, you want a way to charge and you want Another oh switch stock in the house. That's two hundred dollars. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. That's
3: a lot. Yeah, that's I, lot I just worry like, that. On the flip side,
1: are, yeah. the pro controller being seventy dollars is cheaper than I think you can currently get a Dual Shock or an Xbox One controller for right now.
3: Uh, I'd have to double check. I'm pretty that. sure it is. I'm, I, I think they're, think around, they're around, around the same. I, I think are they? either, yeah. I, I, they're either around the same. I know when you get into Again,
2: the I think I <laughs> I think a, a Dual Four is fifty nine ninety nine. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask a question. So uh going into pre ordering and stuff, I sort of just assumed that I was going to get a pro controller. But given how comfortable you're saying the grip is with mm-hmm. the joy con and also the ability to play sans grip mm-hmm. um, how imperative is it to buy a pro controller day one? I
0: mean, I think a lot of the people who are doing competitive stuff will just want that, but i don't know i, I don't personally feel like I would need a pro controller yeah. based on like being able to slide the competitive in those. scene, especially
1: sure. like if we see Smash Bros. I'm gonna want GameCube controls. Well, that too. We have no yeah. idea if there's an adapter back that. Yeah, no,
3: gotta yeah. find out. Or if there are Joy-Con configuration that has yeah. more of a GameCube. Yeah. Dare I say it? it? Yeah. Wavebird two. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, <laughs> good point. I, I think it depends on your needs. The one benefit of getting the Pro Controller to me, outside of it has, it's a bit more comfortable to hold, right, for long. Time, yes, because mm-hmm. it yeah. is basically I mean, a regular shape the controller. Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Zelda, or, or you know, I didn't definitely didn't get to play Switch long enough to say oh, I've been playing for an hour and yeah. this is how my hands feel. I can't tell you that, mm-hmm. but I can oh. say uh, that <laughs> the yeah, what have you done? Uh, but I can say that um, the Pro Controller to me felt really good, and you're getting bigger face buttons. I yeah, saw the, more the, than one person on
2: Twitter say that. Uh, the pro controller is their favorite controller yeah, of, great. amongst wow. Xbox PlayStation and and It Nintendo, felt no.
3: really solid that, like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to lie uh, it, it's just a case of why the extra 10? I don't know what is really kind of causing that. Oh, I think the through the Pro Controller, you can scan Amiibo through that, too. Just oh, put that out oh, there. The oh, that's cool. a good inside good thing. It There's an NFC huh. reader yeah, inside so of it. Yeah, so you don't have to like, take of cool. off your Joy-Con yeah. and then do yeah. awesome. all that stuff. So yeah, if you I factor think that's that part
0: tech into the Joy-Con pricing, NFC, and then you know there's a the sensor, and then there's all that other stuff. It kind of makes a little more it, sense. Yeah. It kind of makes a little more sense yeah. why yeah. there's a cost for them, but it's still very pricey. <laughs> it's still it's expensive, cheap.
3: All right, Right. so then uh, let's uh, switch to, uh, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem. So uh, this week Nintendo had a Fire Emblem Direct where they revealed uh, some big surprises to us. Uh, Some stuff that we didn't see coming, some stuff that we did. Uh, So let's talk about those announcements. So we had uh, first and foremost, the biggest one, is that a Fire Emblem game is coming uh, to Nintendo Switch in 2018. 2018. They just straight up announced a game. Working title, they're not saying too much, they didn't show assets for it, Mm -hmm. uh, but just the commitment that Fire Emblem is is going to be on Nintendo Switch first, next year.
2: First console version of Fire Emblem since 2006 or 8. It's been a I while. Believe. It is yeah. been a while. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um super exciting to me uh, I love the last iterate, the console iteration of Fire Emblem mm-hmm. um, and uh, I missed Fates but I did play Awakening so mm-hmm. uh, I'll be excited to play it on Switch
3: Yep. Um, so then we had a, an announcement for uh, and I'll, I'll put these all together and then we can just go through one by one right? but Fire Emblem Echoes Shadow of Valentia uh, was announced for 3DS this is coming out in May this is a game inspired by the 1992 Fire Emblem Gaiden mm-hmm. which was only released on Super Famicom we don't know that game they also talked about uh, an Amiibo 2 pack uh, that's going to come out as well Fun fact: uh, Fire Emblem has seven amiibo so far. If you they're all two pretty oh, wow. damn
1: good-looking amiibo yeah. too, yeah. they are. Yeah,
3: the Smash series had several because there are so many uh, Fire Emblem characters in Smash. In Bros. Smash yeah. Brothers, yeah. yeah. Um, so then you have Fire Emblem Warriors, which surprise, we knew it was coming to Switch, but now it's also coming to new 3DS. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they I talk. That about- makes sense. I mean, Hyrule Warriors came to both. It, it, true but yeah. i didn't expect yeah. a switch and a three didn't do three and, and specifically they called out new 3ds old yeah. 3ds mm. you're not getting well fire oh, right, right. yeah was wasn't
2: wasn't hyrule warriors exclusive to new 3ds no it, no. Should, oh, have it been.
3: should have been because it, it yeah. ran really crummy it, on it regular 3ds very crummy yeah, indeed right. on uh, the regular 3ds and then uh they talked about fire emblem heroes I, it felt like after watching this direct you know, this is Nintendo being very uh, committed to continuing to push Fire Emblem, which had a renaissance on 3DS. Yeah, to be fair. It's
1: funny because they were talking about not that long ago about it potentially being canceled. They were going to cancel all Fire Emblem games. With,
3: with Awakening, had yeah. Awakening not done well? Done
1: well, yeah. yeah, and it did. So they were like, "Well, all right, I guess we go hard now. All <laughs> yeah. games, here you go." Like it's, yeah. it was totally out of the blue. I didn't expect that. Um, but I'm looking forward to the mobile game as well, and I wonder if there'll be tie-ins between different versions.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's it's a good question to ask. But with heroes, especially like this. This is a free-to-play Fire Emblem game. Yeah. Um, it's you know sort of Nintendo and DNA once again working on this thing. I'm sure Intelligent Systems is somewhere in there. Uh, but uh, for folks at home, DNA worked on Record Keeper, which you can yeah. play right now. And it is a similar style game in terms of that a, it has a gotcha A game mechanic.
2: that I've watched Justin Davis sync dozens if not hundreds of hours into yeah yeah he swears by record keeper so um i'm totally on board with that idea and I, i i think the thing that that most attracted me to uh Fire Emblem Heroes is that uh, they they describe the battles as sort of bite sized. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. You know, that's one of the things that that I really loved about Awakening is these like really long, tense battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I play mobile games when I'm on the bus, mm-hmm. and so uh, the idea that I can play a strategy game
3: in these sort of three to five minute bursts, I yeah. think, is really, really cool. And it's all confined uh, to one window too. Yeah, you're not scrolling around this; mm-hmm. path. like you're just sort of making it happen with within the content of one screen, and it's held vertically. Like I was expecting. Yeah, I was totally to expecting water. it to be. Yeah, yeah, horizontal yeah, yeah yeah it's 100% nope one hand yeah. on the train just tap it away I'm a fire emblem upgrading my army i mean so, so I, i'm taking this as far as i can go sure what uh what uh, did you guys like enjoy the the direct overall do you think this is a smart move for them just out of curiosity i'm interested
2: uh kind of to alana's point i'm interested in how hard nintendo is leaning into fire emblem mm-hmm. uh, i think it's very clear that the between awakening and and all three versions of fate that so this has become one of their flagship series mm-hmm. and uh i think it's really really awesome that they are building up a new not necessarily a new ip but really leaning into fire emblem as like the next pillar of a nintendo franchise i think it's it's really smart
1: yeah i think heroes uh just like kind of pokemon go and um super mario run were is intended to draw outside audiences with the mobile version into potentially buying the other versions and i think for People who aren't familiar with Fire Emblem seeing that there are four separate games is kind of scary. Mm -hmm. So they're like, which one of these do I buy? What makes them all different? But I mean, they kind of went over that with the last games that released anyway, so... I know. I'll be very interested to see how many people uh, jump over to the console versions after playing it on mobile. Yeah,
3: no, totally. Yep. And even this month, right? We'll get MPDs for December and find out if Mario uh, benefited from the synergy of having Mario run out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. did you know the Nintendo 3DS and Mario games in general get jump a bumper up. night? Yep. bumper not. Um, I will say this. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, from- bumper night is my favorite <laughs> mobile game. Bumper <laughs> night, new, new, new thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna snap my there fingers every time I'm like, move on. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, we got an email from Jeremy who said hey uh, so hello NBC crew today Nintendo held the Fire Emblem Direct announced several titles um, and he says personally I feel that Nintendo and perhaps those at intelligence systems as well are building too much on the recent success of Awakening and it certainly shows Um, he felt like some of the design decisions yeah in Fates he he wasn't a big fan of how children were implemented for example in Fates whereas in Awakening there was very very sort of smart and specific way that that came about but then uh, he points out and let's go over this right We had Awakening in 2013. We had Fates in 2016. Now we have Shadows of Valentia in 2017. A Switch game in 2018, assuming it doesn't get delayed. Uh, We had Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which counts as a Fire Emblem like game, Mm. and had it was a spin-off with those games, 2016 on the console side, Fire Emblem Heroes, which is coming out uh February 2nd on iOS and Android. And then you have Warriors 2, which is a 2017 game. So his point. Um what about Advance Wars? Like why why yeah. why go that's, all in on Fire <laughs> um, Emblem? That's the
2: thing that, that's the thing that really bummed me out. Like I, I like Fire Emblem. Yeah. I love Advance Wars. And I really wish that they would have you know, I I think I tweeted about this too. I like, I was really hoping to see something about Advance Wars yeah. Yeah. coming back. But it seems like Fire Emblem is their strategy game of choice moving mm-hmm. forward, and that's something we're all gonna have to learn People to, are really like, attached oh, yeah, to those yeah. characters yeah. as
1: well. Um I really think it is gonna be a huge marketing problem that they're going to have
2: See, okay but taking a look at this list right so you've got a fire emblem for each audience that would want a fire emblem right That's so true. shadows of valencia is for the people that played fates to death and need and still something on more 3DS. on 3ds yeah. right yeah. uh nintendo switch uh the fire emblem for switch is a completely completely new crowd or yeah. for fans that own both platforms and then you've got yeah and then, you've, the got, yeah, and then yeah. you've got Warriors, which is sort of a non sequitur for that franchise, I think uh, that's for diehard fans. Right. And then uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is for people that mostly play mobile. So I think they're. I think that they're spreading the wealth amongst their different platforms and I would assume like this is probably the last we'll hear of Fire Emblem for a while. I don't
3: think that they're going to lean into an in annual release of Fire Emblem in that way. Like, Yeah. yeah. No, I got to agree with you there and I do feel like uh, that it is smart to target as many different people as you can and to sort of put all this faith behind a strategy RPG in 2017. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really see that genre getting pushed that hard. Yeah, sure. I feel like before um, and around the same time that Fire Emblem hit this renaissance mm-hmm. period with Awakening I felt like the only other game I had seen that got pushed that hard was XCOM that's Xcom what I was going to say strategy, Yeah, the strategy RPG that you were like or strategy game and you were like holy cow Yeah, like, 2K is serious about this one and making sure that it, it does well and on console the first time around they absolutely committed everything they could to pushing it it eventually ended up on uh, mobile devices well, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. in tablet form uh, whereas with XCOM 2 that push diminished it was PC first <laughs> and then on console it felt like well you just woke up one day and it came out there wasn't a huge yeah. Yeah, you're marketing right. push for that.
2: Take yeah. a look back at an IGN piece called why XCOM 2 can only exist on PC, if you... <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
2: No, 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 it was, a, it was a IGN first piece, but uh, that it doesn't matter, but that was a really <laughs> I funny thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if it was going to come out or not. <laughs> so, um, I, so, I haven't
0: said much. Obviously, I have not played. Jose and I chatted in advance <laughs> about this franchise, but what I will say is that them being involved in Smash Brothers and me having, uh, you know, many, many children has been established. Just three, CJ. Just three, but they're, they're playing lots of games. <laughs> they, they do like the genesis of where these characters come from, sure. so, like, I'll be buying it, Probably on mobile mm-hmm. as well as you know yeah. DS yeah. and everywhere else.
3: So totally, you know, totally, we'll be in it for. And that. I will yeah. say though, I do hope that after this, uh, to Zach's point, they do take a break. And I think I just, Advance Wars needs that Renaissance. Like it's time. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: think it's had enough time. Th- we've never seen Nintendo annualize a series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't see it happening. It's typically one one release per mega franchise for each console every yeah. generation. And so this is it for Fire Emblem. It looks like to me. Like if there's one. A smashing Fire Emblem success on the Switch and one on 3DS this gen mm-hmm. and one on uh, one on mobile. Then you know that seems that's probably good.
3: O- yeah, I think uh, I think the only exceptions to that were, in fact, Mario. Because um, at one point there were too many Mario games. It just felt like New Super Mario Bros. Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah know, that's true. Yeah. That. But then they mm-hmm. took a break to right. no your yeah. point mm-hmm. with Zelda. We haven't seen that yet. I'm hoping after Breath yeah. of the Wild they just kind of dropped the mic. Fade back, go work on a Pikmin game or an F Zero (laughs) game or hey, a Metroid game. Where's that Pikmin game? Everyone wants Metroid, Metroid man. Like, badly, please. (sighs) How dare you? Um, Just saying. You don't want a Metroid game? You don't want a Metroid Wait, no, game? No,
1: no, no. I said everyone wants Metroid. Oh, okay. want Metroid yeah. Yes, yeah. So I want I thought you were, I thought you were dismayed. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. I agree. Everyone wants Metroid.
3: Okay, very good. I received that Lana. saltiness. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our show. And uh, man, we went through a ton of information. Thank you so much, CJ, Zach, and Alana. Where can mm-hmm. they find Thanks, you on man. Twitter? CJ. Gibson Films on Twitter. Zach. Uh, At and Alana? I am at Charalana Zod. All right. And you can find me, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Uh, really quickly, just want to point out, thank you for watching Nintendo Voice Chat. This is a weekly show that you can always find right here on YouTube or on IGN.com. And really, just leave us feedback. Let us know what you think. We're always eager to hear what you have to say. And we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.